where we talk about everything that goes on with Power Rangers uh, and Super Sentai, uh, including the shows, you know, fan events, comic book news, and just everything that goes on in the Morphing Grid. Um, I am one of your hosts, Joel, and with me is my lovely co-host... Oh yeah, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a great start, everyone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> before you know, it's we a great day. Yeah. Uh, before we start, um, um, you know, to take things down a bit, before mm-hmm. we start, you know, as always, we kind of start this with a message to our listeners. Um, and with what has recently occurred in the country, which has been a major issue, um, is the hatred and acts of violence against the Asian American community within the U.S. Um, and really globally. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It is shocking it is upsetting it is angering it is it's why we bring this up why we bring this to attention to our listeners is we encourage you to find a way that you can help um a resource that uh, is being kind of passed around that we encourage our listeners to go to to find a way that they can help whether that's donating whether that's just Mm -hmm. educating yourself further whether that's boosting voices within the asian american Mm -hmm. community that are talking about this Uh, it is Mm -hmm. anti-asian violence resources dot card dot co that's anti-asian violence resources dot card that's c-a-r-r-d dot co do your part be a hero um and on the same note you know again the thing we say every week you know black lives matter that's also another big important thing we want our impart to our listeners really highlight underscore we stand in solidarity with both the Stop Asian Hate Movement and Black Lives Matter. Find a way that you can help. Um, mm-hmm. Let's stamp out this. This is wrong. Mm-hmm. It is not okay. It cannot continue to happen. Just we have to stop it. Because like we say, yeah. you know, all lives can't matter until Black Lives Matter must stop Asian hate. Yeah. Um, with that kind of said, we'll move on to kind of our topics for this week. Uh, mm-hmm. First of which... We got a brand new episode of Power Rangers Dino Fury. This is episode yeah. four, New Recruits. Um, and I wonder who they could be talking about. Uh, this episode introduces two brand new characters to the series. Uh, mm-hmm. Izzy Garcia and Javier Javi Garcia. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think, Kevin? Um, I don't know. New Rangers aren't really my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, well, let's, let's break down the episode real quick, and then we'll kind of talk about, uh, what we think. So in this episode, uh, we have, uh, Zato going for a job at Buzz Blast because, you know, his friends are supporting him. Um, and as part of his interview, he ends up finding out that there is a young musician who is also interviewing for the job. And so, uh... Jane gives them both an assignment as part of their interview. Zato has to cover a superstar teen athlete, the best in the state, while uh, Javier has to cover uh, the mysterious Nephrite Orb. Um, During all of this, uh, Void Knight decides, of course, to 
create a new general, Boom Tower, and to complete him, he needs the Nephrite Orb, shocker, um, to power him up. And so throughout the episode, it's just kind of a back and forth with like the Rangers meeting Izzy, um, and then eventually Javier protecting the Nephrite Orb, and then it coming together and culminating in Izzy and Javier becoming the Green and Black Rangers, respectively. Mm-hmm. So a lot actually happened in this episode, some pretty big character introductions, which is really nice. Um, I thought it was really well done. Yeah. Like... With Dino Fury, I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. I, because Power Ranger fans know this, you know, and this is not to discredit the work of the previous cast and crews, the previous writers, previous directors, previous actors, but Power Rangers says I felt like, and I feel like you agree with me on this, it has, it has a fluctuating, a fluctuating quality problem. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I th- I feel like there's always just like been a disjointed feeling, especially for Ranger seasons in the past few years, um, where there's really, really good high moments, and every season has had that. Don't get me wrong. Ninja Steel has had it. Samurai has had it. Super Mega Force has had it. But then you get, like, after the first couple of episodes, it starts becoming more of a roller coaster, and there's some episodes where the writing takes a hit, even though, yes, this is a kid's show. Yes, it's for children. Like, compared to other kids' shows on the market... There's moments where the quality definitely dips back and forth. Um, I think for me, I keep waiting for that dip to happen, and it hasn't yet. Um, I think the writing was spot on. The choreography was absolutely gorgeous, especially when Izzy and Javi morphed for the first time. Yeah, um, no, that fight scene with them against Dragnarok and uh, Boom Tower is oh, yeah, so good. Mm-hmm. It was. Like, and it did a really good job, I think, of establishing how they are going to fight and what that looks like. And it stayed at least for Izzy, it stayed really true to her character of being like that energetic, like jumping around movement. Um, and Javier being that kind of the strong hero that, you know, based off of the Sentai footage. Yeah. Um But I think like so... my favorite moment in that though is there's that very Sentai thing of them tossing their weapons. Like uh Yeah. Izzy yeah. hands off her sword to Javi, he uses it, mm-hmm. and then she begins to use the uh, javelin as her <laughs> weapon, which I was just like, that is, <sighs> it's a little character thing, but yeah. it's a choice that is made, and I think it, it's just, it's so good. Um, mm-hmm. Same way with uh, the big, uh, you know, the big controversy, I guess, from this episode, and ha- that has been kind of since <sighs> Izzy has been announced, since we found out Izzy was a character um mm-hmm. the skirt uh there yeah, is let's a, talk about it yeah so when izzy first morphs her ranger suit does have a skirt and she immediately rips it off um mm-hmm. obviously the reasoning for this is in Ryu soldier the sentai that this show is based off of the green ranger mm-hmm. is a male and therefore does not have a skirt so in mm-hmm. order to footage match because at some point we will likely get more sentai fights and more sentai footage uh they remove the skirt Mm -hmm. there is some source of contention with this i love it because it is a character choice and it Mm -hmm. provides an in-universe explanation for something that people would complain about right yeah i mean and i think what i really liked about it too was it fits her like you said it fits her character you know tell me an athlete that wears a skirt on the on the track Mm mm-hmm like name one and maybe i'll give it to you but 
um, you're not going to be able to because that's not practical. And with her training and how she, because I think the thing that's really cool with Dino Fury is at least with some of the Rangers is they establish like, oh, I took, you know, fencing, I took karate, like they're training based off of what they are. And, you know, it, it helps develop her character and establish her as someone that's like, you know what? skirts aren't my thing i really don't want this and that's at least it at that they don't make like it's really well done and i think it's also a really iconic moment for a franchise that you know has had the consistency of adapting male characters into female characters mm-hmm. um and i think I, I felt like them doing that was kind of like that wonder woman moment with the trenches like it was her just being like, here I am, I'm going to go kick butt, and then she does. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's just a really, like, I think solid, again, it's a character moment. They, they It's a beat because yeah. of the character moment. It's not something exactly. they have to explain. Exactly. And it's something nice because they establish the lore and they establish that, and you know what? I I think it's fine. I, I think some people are making a mountain out of a molehill. Oh, for sure. Oh, for I, sure. <laughs> I think we can. I think we can call it what it is, and I think it's trying to pigeonhole characters into roles that they feel like, you know, they should fit with gender norms mm-hmm. and expectations. That's what it is. Let's put it at that. But here's here's a little fun fact for you that if you're listening to this and you really don't believe or know, but women don't have to wear skirts, men don't have to wear pants. I know it's shocking. I know. Yeah. Take, uh, take one second. In the words of Sasha Valour, gender is a construct. Tear it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Oh, God. I, for, I, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, like, that's that's the thing. I think if you're – I enjoy it for what it is. It's a bit. It's a character moment, and it helps establish who she is while also conforming to the Sentai footage without having to constantly run around and reshoot footage of Green. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think that's what it is. Um, moving on from that, though, I I've got to say now that we have the five cast members together, holy cow! This is one of our most charismatic casts. Like with synergy, with like what's the word? Chemistry. Yeah. yeah. Like this is a good cast. Oh like, yeah. This is like SPD, Time Force, in space cast levels. Like in terms of like how they get along with each other and how they interact. Like. It, it feels like they've known each other, like the actors and actresses have known each other forever. Yeah, and I think... And it comes so naturally. Yeah, and I think, like, like you see it in little moments. Like, um, at the beginning of the episode, uh, Zato mm-hmm. is being uh, taught <laughs> how he has to uh, interact yep. with normal people. And there's a bit where he does, like, a finger gun thing, and he's like, cool, cool, mm-hmm. coolia. And yep. Amelia's like, where did you learn that? And it turns out Ollie is the one that taught him that. And there's just... It, it, there's a great moment where just it, that's it's such a little character thing and yeah. again it's a little detail but it, it's this thing that flushes exactly. out their relationship mm-hmm. and it's just it's well so, it's so well acted <laughs> yeah and i think i love the fact that like they come out of the interview and zato is like cool cool coolio to jane and then ollie just gives him a look and Amelia gives him a look and he was like ollie taught me that <laughs> yeah and he was like Amelia, you didn't hear that like it was just <laughs> It was a really fun... Like, I was actually chuckling and laughing out loud, which is the first time Power Rangers made me do that in a very long time. Um, but the writing is just so well done, and it, it feels relevant, like, with the current time. 
Um, I have to say, I think Izzy is probably the best written character on the show so far. Like her <laughs> fight with Boom Tower, where she was, when he was like, where she was like, "Yeah, you know, we're vibing," and Boom Tower was like, "Vibing of a teenager? No thanks." And he like runs off. Also, um, she says the "You love to see it," which I was like, like it. <laughs> it shows that the writers are looking at like current trends, current slang, current lingo, and like. It just like Izzy just felt like this breath of fresh air, I think, and she is so well written, and I just I have already fallen in love with her. I think she's one of my favorite Green Rangers now. Um, she might break top ten even. So yeah. Um, I I need my Izzy Lightning Collection figure with a removable skirt accessory. Yeah, just just give me like like not even molded plastic skirt, like just a green sliver of fabric you can put in her hand. Nice, nice. Yeah, I just um, yeah. I, again, I think a lot of what it what works about it too is the fact that the dialogue feels natural. It mm-hmm. feels like characters talking um, versus like if you look at I would I you know not to square not to point out any particular season, but I would say like look at Ninja Steel. Some of the problem with the dialogue sometimes is it feels very after school, like it very feels very hokey mm-hmm. in how they talk. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes but i think what you can tell in dino fear is there is this kind of almost naturalist naturalistic kind of way that they've done with dialogue now with the way they're writing the scripts um mm-hmm. it's even in the monster interactions uh, because one of the jokes yeah. that's throughout the entire episode is yes the monster keeps trying to tell them his name and the villains keep going like whatever shush stop talking <laughs> and it's it, it's, it's a ragnarok yes <laughs> Which actually is a, a good... very good name. Like, I'm actually, like, yeah. I'm a little sad that we've, like, given, like, good name to a character that y'all threw away. Yeah. Um, but, uh... It, it reminded me a little bit of, like, Turbo with those villains. Like, yeah. I could see Diva Talks being like, I don't care, just get it done. Like, I, the only thing I think that I'm wanting more of is I do want more Void Knight. Yes. Like, and I, I think... I think it's partly to do with the fact that they have brought in Void Knight into a role that he didn't necessarily play in Ricky Soldier. And that's okay. I think that's fine. But I, I do want to see more of him instead of just him watching them carry off the sports piece, which he did do a little bit more in this episode. Yeah. But which, I just like... want to, I want to learn more about him. I want to know more about him. Like, which, which was also the problem I had with Evox last season, because we didn't really find out Evox's backstory until the final arc. So... That's just a thing I've noticed that I would like to see. Yeah, but I think, I think that's kind of good in its own way. I agree. Like it's kind of like I want to know more, but I, I'm happy if we tease it out yeah. longer. If we keep, if like yeah. if next episode we find out something more about Void Knight, and then in mm-hmm. two more episodes we find a little bit more. Like I'm fine with it not being like yeah. him spilling everything. Uh, I, I'm right, in, right. I'm intrigued well, by the and... fact that he builds his generals because mm-hmm. i'm just he like has the knowledge yes it's like what who is this character i think the big thing is because we don't know things we don't totally understand his motivations mm-hmm. so he's kind of of a void to you know not to make a pun out of it um but uh i think oh this bitch got jokes <laughs> hey sometimes every now and then i'm funny uh but uh you're, so you're stealing my job <laughs> it's it's all good you know we're competing for it i i do think without that motivation it feels it feels a little weird because we don't totally know why void knight is doing what he's doing Mm -hmm. Um, but i think if they reveal it and it recontextualizes everything it'll be interesting yeah so yeah and yeah go ahead 
I think the reveal will end up either like strengthening these up, will either strengthen these episodes or you know hamper them. But we'll we'll, yeah. we'll see once we get there, I guess. Yeah, and I and I guess the Evox comparison might be a little bit unfair because Evox also didn't give us much of anything, while Void Knight has been giving us some bits and pieces. So you're right about that. So I'll I'll, I'll recant my statement. Yeah, it it, it just like it'll be <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what the ultimate kind of reveal of him is and what, what they're trying mm-hmm. to do with him but i think it for right now i i'm having fun with it uh yeah so uh, uh you know like like with everything i think with this with the show I, it feels it is the same show it is the same power rangers mm-hmm. it, it's it's not wholly different but there is just such a different energy and i think a lot of it is simon mm-hmm. as kind of the showrunner for this season um mm-hmm. whatever they're doing on the back end it is working and i hope they continue doing it with not only future episodes of dino fury but whatever happens beyond this i agree um, i think once we get to the hiatus like i'll feel a little bit like if it keeps that momentum i'll feel a little bit better yeah um but yeah i think um in terms of everything else like it was a great episode great choreo great everything like keep it up yeah for sure, and, and like I, I could continue going, but we've got other things we got to talk about, so I'm trying to like. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, we could no, keep going. We could do a whole episode just on this alone. Yeah, because it was it. It feels good, you know. Just to cap it, it feels good to like Power Rangers, and enjoy it. It does. It, it does. It, You're right. And that's and I think that's the thing that we're all kind of having an issue with is we're we're used to being like it, it was fine, it was okay, yeah. it was Power Rangers, was. but like. To have it be good, to have it be something that's fun to watch, is is kind of a new experience. Uh, mm-hmm. And I and like you said, I, I kind of hope that I hope they can keep it up. I, I really can't wait to see what more they have in store for mm-hmm. us. Exactly. Uh, with that said, we'll kind of move on to Super Sentai side of things. Uh, Kikai Sentai Zenkaiger Episode Two released this past week, and both Kevin mm-hmm. and I have watched it. Uh, mm-hmm. It was interesting. I have thoughts. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna let you go first, though. What did you think, Kevin? <laughs> I think it was some of the wackiest TV I've ever seen, mm-hmm. and I loved it. I loved it actually. Um, so the idea that they can use the world, that the villains can use the worlds they captured as gears mm-hmm. to create monsters, was a really fun idea. I think um, I thought it was really funny because. The villains and the heroes realized they both use gears and like um Ijerud, uh was like that's a coincidence <laughs> yeah um i think one thing that i really love about this show is that really both the heroes and the villains don't know what they're doing like they don't know and so they're both kind of discovering things at the same time which is kind of a at first i was like okay this is kind of weird like they really the villains should know what they're doing but it's kind of fun because they both don't know what they're dealing with and they're both kind of just figuring everything out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I had a lot of fun with it because I think, too, it like it's tr- it's not a parody outright, but I think it's definitely like deconstructing Sentai and like poking fun at it and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, because Sen-chan has a really good moment. Like there, there's a couple of moments in the episode when they're like, this is the first time we're doing this. And they're like, wait, it grew. And then Sen-chan's just like, I mean, it's a first for this world, but it's kind of common everywhere else. Yeah. And so I think it's kind of funny that they're poking holes in that. They're they're just having fun with what they have. Um, this episode, of course, introduced Gaon, who is uh, Zenkai Gaon, the yellow ranger of sorts for the team. Um, and I think he's a very fun character. Like, I, I had my concerns at first about 
the robots and like can they can they be great characters can you be invested in them and i really have been like yeah and Gallon is really interesting because he's a Kikinoid, but he hates other Kikinoids because they are angular and cold and they're not cute. And then he meets like animals and humans and they're like, those are cute. And um, so it was just really nice. It was really cool to see his motivations. And it, it's really funny to show that like he doesn't care for them because like G. Randall talked to him and he just like walks right past him. He doesn't even acknowledge him. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> whatever. I don't care. Um and so that was a lot of fun. Um, we got the debut of Zenkai O, uh, I think was the pronunciation. I could be butchering that. I'm sorry. Um, which is the fusion between Juran and Gaon's mecha forms and into the Megazord. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was a great episode. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, what did you think? I so I liked it overall. Um, I I really enjoying it. I do think Zenkai Jir uh gets a lot of good faith because it's an anniversary season and there is just Mm -hmm. something like utterly infectious about it kind of being this gigantic love letter to super sentai Mm -hmm. um it it gives it has a lot of the same energy as gokaiger um it's a little different but it has like to me feels the same um Mm -hmm. my one thing that i like i have a mark against this episode is the uh the kiss uh, which this was passed around, so I had seen it beforehand. But having the uh, the subtitles in the context for it, it's kind of a gay panic joke, and I and I'm sorry. Anything that does that kind of upsets me a little bit. <laughs> um, That's fair. That's fair. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, it, it's it's the like, ooh, it's gross. We kissed. It's like y'all did that. Like y'all y'all could have not. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but uh, it's it's fine. Um, I do think. My other issue that I have with Zenkaiger is, like, there is, like, there is humor in the, like, oh, you use gears. Oh, you use gears. That I'm fine with. It's where, like, certain things are just, like, oh, this is meant to happen. It's, like, okay, but then how did you know that those particular Kikanoids would get those? Okay. It's, there's yeah. a lot, there's a lot of, like, just having to roll with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um which I, I, I'm fine with, and I, you know, yeah. this is, that's par for the course for Super Sentai. It just feels a little weird when certain other things are very purposeful, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. overall, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun episode. I think, um, uh, I, I love when they animate Gowan and Jiren's eyes. I don't know mm-hmm. why that is yep. so good, but for some reason when they do it on these costumes, it works really well. Yeah. Um, well, it, it adds a layer of humanity to them. Yeah. And, you know, it's... When you have characters like this that have the static faces, like, moments like that are so simple to add in that they add a lot of depth to the character. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I also agree with you about the randomness of their powers. Because um, a lot of the early scans made it sound like that they had a deep connection to those powers and those teams. And that's why they look the way they look, the way yeah. they have their powers based on. So the fact that we haven't gotten that yet, like, I'm kind of taking it as Kaito just being like, okay, um, I I think I know what this one goes with. Like, this looks like a dinosaur. You're old, so I'm going to give you the dinosaur metal. Yeah. Uh, you like animals. This is animal. I'm going to give you animal metal. Like, stuff like that. I think that. I agree. I think that's something that maybe they glossed over or maybe like in the early production they were like, okay, let's do this. And then they were like, okay, well, are people going to care? So Yeah, it's um, just, it's it's a weird detail for it to not like, and then it's just like they happen to combine the way they, it's just, it's a very like, 
it's fine in the scheme of things. It's just like a weird like sticking point for me because it's like y'all were so you're so good about most things that like this is weirdly a hole that I I I can't quite mm-hmm. get around. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, like, I really <laughs> I really do enjoy it. I think it's a fun show. Um, I do. Can I say one thing? I'm going to make a controversial statement. I like the Kikanoids base forms more so than I like their morphed forms. I, I think you're not the only one that thinks that. I think there's a lot of people that think that. Okay. Yeah. I wish, and I, and, and I kind of wish there was an in-between stage between them, like, going from Kikanoid to the, like, morphed form. Like, I wish there was, like, an in-between stage mm-hmm. Um, that was, like, like that would be their, like, ranger form that like, was mm-hmm. a, is a little more sleek to what their design is as, like, Kikanoid. Mm-hmm. And then that the, like, mecha armor thing is what happens when they get big like i kind of yeah. wish that was it um because yeah. i just when they're small it just it, it's weird <laughs> it's still like mm-hmm. it's still it's something about like seeing the mecha small and then seeing it big um on mm-hmm. the like city sets is just it's still throwing me um that being said choreography in the fight scenes is so good uh yeah there's that moment where gaon like is fighting the like uh the monster and Zinkaiser like leaps in and just kicks it. It was just very well mm-hmm. done. Um, yeah. Also, I love in the roll call that Gaon does the Gao Ranger Wild Force like hit the ground and leap up thing. Mm-hmm. Very good. <laughs> yeah, because Juran does the beginning of Tyranno Ranger Red Ranger's pose. So yeah. They... They have those little moments. I'm really interested to see what Majin and Brun gets. Like, I'm assum- I'm thinking Brun will get, like, a snap or, like, some kind of... Because if I remember right, Bokenger had, like, the thing where, like, they would make either, like, a snap or a clap. Like, they would have, like, they would say their name and, like, they would, like, do, like, a... Or... So that would be kind of neat to see maybe him, like, fall by accident and that's what it is. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> uh, I'm assuming his call will be Boken Power and then, like like book and power and then like it's clattering him falling down and getting back up and he's like zenkai broom um i think one of the reveals that was kind of interesting at the end of the episode was the fact that uh the when the tojitendo gears are used and the monster is destroyed and the gear is destroyed that releases the world back into the multiverse yeah so i think it's going to be interesting to see if we end up having like what happens when a sentai world gets released so i don't know if that means we're going to see some tribute episodes or if we're going to see something of that nature but it's going to be interesting to see what happens when they release those worlds because i'm hopeful that we're going to start seeing some monsters based off of previous sentai villains previous sentai worlds like i could see some fun with that yeah for sure uh also can i just say ichirud all I see is the villains from Go On every time he's on screen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I just, I it makes me so happy. Like I, I love it. I'm fine with it. I'm good. Yeah. With no. That. No. It's, it's not it. a bad thing. It's just that that's immediately <laughs> every time he's on screen, I'm just like, God, he just looks like them from like Go On Like yep, it's a very, he's... it's it's yeah. a good pool. Like and then also yeah. it's like all of the suit designs very good as well like i i have mm-hmm. to say overall i think zenkaiger has a great designs there's just some mm-hmm. things that are a little off mm-hmm. see what i'm hoping is because you know the guy arc trio from goanger they tend to show up every once in a while in, in you know team up movies and anniversary specials i even if it's just for a very brief moment i would love for them to have like in a movie like the guy the guy arc villains showing up 
and Kitanidas, uh, recognizing Ijerud and just being like, you look a lot like me. <laughs> that, like, would, that, that would be great. That, I, I would, that would, I would the, love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the kind of Sentai humor that I love, is those moments like that. And that's why I loved when they were like, oh, we both use gears. That's a coincidence. And then when the monster, like, possess- got possessed by the gear at the giant battle, and he was like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> Even the villain enough. was shocked. The villain's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Like, it, oh, it, it's just funny because, well, and the, I think the idea is that, you know, because the way I think the gear system works for the villains is they don't really have to do anything. They just lock onto a world, they put the gear on, and then it's done, Like, which is yeah. how they were able to capture all the Super Sentai. So it would make sense that they don't know much about the Super Sentai or the tropes or anything like that. So that's it's kind of similar to the idea of Gokaiju, where they learned what it meant to be a Super Sentai, but this team is like, we don't know what we're doing, so we're just going to learn as we go. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. I think one of my favorite jokes, too, just a, fi- a final thought in the episode, was... Uh, <laughs> when the monster started saying Kanoko at the end of every sentence, because that was his name. And yeah. Ijirud renamed him, and he was like, you're now, you're now Kanoko World. And he was like, why do you keep saying that? He's like, so I can remember who I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love like, it. Like, because it kind of played on what monsters in Super Sentai tend to do, which is saying part of their name or say, having a vocal tick where they keep repeating something as they say it at the end of their sentences. So I, yeah. I thought that was a clever and fun way to poke fun at that trope as well. So Yeah, it was very good. Uh, and I'm excited to see kind of what is coming going forward. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, we've had scans that are kind of reveal that there's going to be a Zenkai Red Great introduction coming soon where it's a... Uh, so Zenkaiser is it is it a separate ranger or is it a form for Zenkaiser? Oh, like when he when he becomes giant. The Zenkai Red. No, I'm talking about. Oh, the, sorry. Yeah, sorry. My my brain. No, you're good. I I got distracted. I'm sorry. Um, no, Zenkai Red is another ranger. It's another human actor. Huh. Okay. So it it looks like it's going to be like a video special. It's not going to be a full episode. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Zenkai Red is basically a red version of Zenkaiser. Um, but it's an actual separate character. Interesting. Okay. So, so yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, and then of course Gallon turns human, so that'll be interesting to see. <laughs> yes, I would just like a, a character point that like has to happen with him, so that'll be fun. Um, and then next week we'll get Magin, and I'm a little nervous about her because I'm like, boy, it's a lot of the stuff that Sentai does not gr- do great with women in right. one character i'm just like right. oh boy we're we'll, we'll have to see how this goes uh mm-hmm. but that being said i am excited because it's all magi ranger based and i and i do love all the stuff from magi ranger so mm-hmm. i can't wait to see that yeah i love that her weapon because like i don't even know what her weapon is for sure but i noticed in the preview that it has a crystal ball on top of it so that's kind of nice yeah it's it she was doing what looks like fortune telling on the streets mm-hmm. in this episode mm-hmm. and that's just what sorry one last thing before we move on but from zinkaiger i do like that Vroon and Majin have been in every episode mm-hmm, of course in small ways but they've been there which is just yeah. a nice little detail i just like that like it's building um mm-hmm. i i really enjoyed that mm-hmm. uh but that'll wrap up zinkaiger uh moving on we had a announcement from hasbro this week um Mm-hmm. Hasbro is going to be holding a Hasbro Pulse Fan Fest. Uh, this will be mm-hmm. a virtual event starting on Friday, April 9th. Um, and they've shared that the Hasbro Power Rangers team will share news and updates around the Lightning Collection, new action figures, and what's coming later this year. 
So, if I had to guess, and, and you know, we've kind of talked about this, like, um, all the like, messages to each other. Uh, probably this will be the reveal where we get the like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle two packs officially announced. Mm-hmm. I would think mm-hmm. this feels like that. Um, but I'm sure they'll drop other stuff. Uh, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. My wallet's yeah. not, but I'm excited. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think this is going to be less of like a wave ten reveal and more of a like here are some special two packs that are coming out in exclusives. Mm-hmm. So um I, I we might get a tease at wave 10 like maybe they might reveal something from it but i have a feeling it's going to be focused more so on those two packs um i would not be surprised if they are preparing those for comic-con yeah and for virtual cons over the summer so i think it's kind of their way of being like hey these are coming get ready just be ready so yeah getting ahead of things i wouldn't be surprised you know if we get more about dino fury they announce like a wave two for dino fury oh yeah um, that too show off more of those figures um yeah i mean there's also those monster figures that have never gotten revealed the parentis head and eye guy i'm sure those will get mm-hmm. dropped mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's just funny because they're doing this around the same time it's like uh so my premium pres- uh subscription for pulse has expired and i think mm-hmm. i'm assuming that's happened for everyone else so i'm sure they're wanting everyone to re-up it and so how do you get everyone to do that by being like hey there'll be exclusives that only you can get mm-hmm. so I- i'm sure this is kind of to drum up more interest in hasbro pulse again um so mm-hmm. but it'll be exciting uh i think the fan or the the pulse con that they did last year was really well done um the event was fun you know we got that like metallic pink ranger that we did not know we were gonna get um mm-hmm. so i'm sure we'll get something that we weren't expecting here um, i just kind of can't wait to see what they drop here oh yeah agreed it'll be something fun for sure um and in other news moving on we had a major comic book reveal so um the solicitations for i'm not even sure what month that is anymore um but for <laughs> a new month uh were dropped and in this, mm-hmm. uh, there's another Power Rangers special coming out. Mm-hmm. This is going to be Power Rangers Unlimited number two, Edge of Darkness. Uh, this mm-hmm. will release in June. So obviously these are June solicitations. If I had read our notes, I would know this. Um, but mm-hmm. this one shot is going to focus on the Phantom Ranger. Um, yep. And the kind of blurb for it is answering Zordon's call. The Phantom Ranger investigates the aftermath of an Imperial attack only mm-hmm. to discover their connection to an ancient evil he encountered long ago, which may have finally returned to threaten the entire universe. Mm-hmm. So, this is wild, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the first piece of Phantom Ranger solo media that we've gotten ever. Yeah. Um, the cover, uh, done by the amazing Dan Mora, as always. Um, so um, good. Mm-hmm. It features the Phantom Ranger holding a young girl with white hair, and he's surrounded by Tengas. Mm-hmm. So there's some synergy right there, too. You know, Tango Warrior figures, get the Tengas in the comics. Um, what I think is interesting is um, it's tying into the greater story, kind of like how the Astronomer one-shot will. Um, but... It also is giving some backstory for things. Um, one of the variant covers, of course, prominently features uh, Rita, Master Vile, and Rito 
with the tangas on the cover i'm assuming this ancient evil that's returning is going to be vile or maybe rita maybe rita is coming back from the dumpster um so yeah i mean what, what do you think what are you thinking no I, I agree i think that could be it it's just it's very uh it's fascinating like it just i don't think any of us could have predicted um i know whatever the astronomer one shot was in, originally announced we had kind of speculated on here that like oh this would be fun if this was like a uh kind of uh anthology series for power rangers mm -hmm. and i think that's actually what they're doing um yeah. it's it's very much in the style of idw and their tmnt macro series mm -hmm. um which is the big sized eight dollar issues that add stories that go into the canon but aren't necessarily like needed and so uh just just to get the credits out there so the writer on this one shot is going to be frank gogol uh, mm -hmm. The artist will be Simone Raccazzoni, who has, you mm -hmm. know, did the Draken New Dawn and ha also worked on the Astronomer one shot, which we'll be getting at the end of this month. And it just, I, 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 I love it. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. y you know what a what a way to not only continue expanding the Power Ranger comic line, but like dig into lore that the show never touched on. Like, mm -hmm. I doubt this is going to reveal ultimately who the Phantom Ranger is, but it right. gives us more context for who he is. Right. Um, the funny thing is, depending on the timeline, too, we it now rules out a very popular fan theory that it's Billy. Yeah. Unless Billy is a time traveler, which is possible. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm just But kidding. I also, I'm like, more and more, like, like, even in the comics, like, we're getting the things like the uh, the other ranger teams that were introduced in Super Mega Force, like, getting those yes. in other stories. Oh, because, spoiler alert, there was a Astronema, uh, there were pages from the Astronema one-shot were dropped online, um, mm -hmm. and it does reveal a major thing, which we won't say, but it, it does tie into some of those teams that were showed off. And it's yeah. just, it's, it just goes to show the way that the comics are truly like helping they build the canon yeah like and, and that's not not just just as a one-off comment anyone who does not care for the comics like this is a good thing that it's doing and it's so like amazing and i love it so mm -hmm. much it's wild to me that people don't enjoy this like right well, just, and i think just... yeah and i think one thing that excites me is that we actually finally get to see the phantom ranger and zordon interact yeah we never got that in the show. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be nice to see a bit more of their relationship fleshed out as well. Yeah, definitely. Like, it, it just, mwah, boom, love you so much. I just want to, like, hug you. Gosh, it's so good. Ugh. But yeah, great, like, so exciting. So, like, we have that to look forward to in June. And I'm sure with, like, uh, with what's been going on in the Power Rangers series and mighty morphin as well mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm sure like this will tie in in some major way because you know oh yeah like we're also getting like zordon's past so wouldn't surprise me if the phantom ranger somehow ties into eltar and the eltarian wars or even you know the former guardians that like zordon was a part of like mm -hmm. there's a lot of ways that they can connect this back into what is going on in the current series and so it's just mm -hmm. very it's so good. Like, I, I think, again, we talked about this in Dino Fury earlier. It's that thing of, like, something being so well done with Power Rangers that's, like, 
not normal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like we shouldn't be surprised, but we're like every time we're just like, oh my god, someone is like paying attention. Someone is, you know, taking time and crafting something really well done with Power Rangers. Like, oh my gosh, it's just shocking. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I like I. I I'm, it, it just it is really cool i and I, I apologize for like going off on a yeah. happy little rant no, you're good you're good um no yeah i mean it's it's really good because it gives i think what it's helped build and we've been seeing this build over the years as saban kind of stepped away and hasbro stepped in it's that idea that power rangers is not just a tv show mm-hmm. it's comic books it's tabletop games it's a card game it's you know there's plenty of ways that Power Rangers can exist without a TV show adapting a Super Sentai series. Exactly. And it, I've said it before and I'll say it again, this is one of the best times to be a Ranger fan. Like, Oh yeah. That's, that's all there is to it. So, um, also fun fact, I just found this out just as a side note, separate from everything. Dino Fury trended on Twitter. Oh yeah, no, I've seen that. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's amazing. <laughs> Sorry, just a side note. You can you can cut that part out if you want. No, no. Yeah, no. It, it, I think it's at number eight on the trending list, which is insane. Uh, and even like Simon uh, Bennett was talking about that. Yeah. So insane. Yeah, good for Simon. Uh, but uh, that's kind of going to wrap up our topics for today. Uh, before we go, um, again, we're looking. We're interested in having people come on as co-hosts or as you know guest star. Um, mm-hmm definitely reach out to us um you can send us an email with kind of just your information mm-hmm. what you'd want to talk about you know if you have a discord name uh we will work with you to try to get you on uh if you want to do that you can do that at our email which is maythepowerpod at gmail.com mm-hmm. um, or you can hit us up on twitter at maythepowerpod um, and if you want to reach out to me you can find me on twitter at thespis punk and where can they find you kevin you can find me on Twitter at BridgeMT3. And again, as always, you know, we really want to say to everyone listening, thank you. Um, we are 39 episodes in now, which is wild. Uh, mm-hmm. We've almost been doing this for an entire year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very cool. We appreciate it. We say thank you so much for listening. Um, and with that, may the power protect you. 